When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, thrilled to have you here for another epic debate. Tonight, we're debating Flat Earth versus Globe Earth, and at Modern Day Debate, we are a nonpartisan channel hosting debates on science, politics, and religion in the most neutral and fair way possible. We are a nonpartisan channel. In other words, we have no views ourselves. We just host debates, and we let you, the audience, decide who is most persuasive. We are excited to let you know as well. We have plenty more debates to come. So if you're like us and you're kind of sick inside and you enjoy these juicy debates, well, consider hitting that subscribe button as we have many more to come. For example, this Wednesday, Black Lives Matter will be the subject of our debate and want to let you know a couple of other things. One, Modern Day Debate has invaded the podcast world. So if you have not seen us yet on your favorite podcast, let us know and we will work to get on there so that you can listen to these debates on podcast as well as on YouTube. And going to go basically could say we're going to have a fairly flexible format. It's going to be easy going tonight where it's going to be about 12 minutes roughly from each side split between the speakers. We're going to have our globe team go first and then we're going to have the flat earth team go. Also what we're going to do is open discussion afterward. That'll be about an hour and then we'll have Q&A at the end. Want to let you know we are as a result of having sometimes we have a lot of silly super chats and so what we're doing now is if it's a serious question and you send in a two dollar super chat we will totally read it absolutely but if it is like a two dollar super chat and it's something like man like Nathan's beard makes him look like an Amish man I'm like, okay, well, like, you know, if you pay $5, we'll read it, but like, we're not going to read it for two. So in other words, we're trying to get you to cut down. We're trying to cut down on those super chats. And so that way, basically, sometimes we've had criticism. People are like, hey, it's like, you read all these like silly super chats. We need the serious questions. And I'm like, oh yeah, like, sorry, I'm like working on it. And so just an explanation for why that is. Want to let you know as well. All of our guests are linked in the description. So if you'd like to hear more from our guests, well, how convenient that you can click on those links in the description and hear plenty more where that came from. So what we're going to do is just ask each of the speakers to let us know a little bit about what you can expect to find at their links. So we're going to start with Jeff Doherty. By the way, want to say a huge thank you to Anthony Chicante, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, friend. Let me know if I didn't pronounce your name right. But Anthony, we really appreciate. Anthony connected with us with Jeffrey. He said, hey, Jeffrey's willing to come on. And we we're like, that's awesome. And so thanks to Anthony and Jeffrey. Thanks so much for being here with us. What can people expect to find at your link? 
Well, first of all, James, it's an honor and a privilege to be with you. And I'm deeply appreciative that you're hosting a channel that keeps the dialectic discourse alive. It's a lost art. So salute to you for that. My channel is the Christian whistleblower. I spent 20 years as a licensed minister, over 100,000 hours of studying the biblical scripture. And I spend some time now shining the light into the dark corners of orthodoxy, uh, saying that Christianity has become a fear and guilt control matrix and giving people ideas on how they can identify that and decide if, if it's for them. It's my honor and privilege to be here with you. I'm the mailman. Sometimes I bring you checks. You love me. Sometimes I bring you bills. You hate me. But I hope you'll at least open it and take a look. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. And Nathan Thompson has returned with his impressive beard. Nathan, glad to have you. Let us know what people can expect to find at your link. Oh, I think we, you might have yourself on mute. Let me check. Yeah. So guys, I run the largest flat earth group in the world. Uh, we focus on independent firsthand peer reviewed science that we can verify ourselves, basically what real science is. We've got 135,000 members in the group. On my YouTube link, you'll find activists that I do sharing with, uh, activism I do sharing with people, astrophotography that I do, taking pictures of the sky, long distance observations, um, cold moonlight tests, all sorts of things, uh, and occasionally some scripture videos. Uh, I'm also a Christian too, so thanks so much for having me, James. Gotcha. Thanks so much. And we'll kick it over to Planner Walk. Thrilled to have you. And also, thanks, Planner Walk, for connecting us with Seek Truth, Speak Truth, first timer here today. And so, Planner Walk, if you can let people know where people can find it, your link. Thanks for being here. Ahoy, hoy. Well, over on my channel, I debunk all types of conspiracies, mostly flat earth, but I also delve into other things. And sometimes, recently, I made a video on New Zealand politics. So, if you're interested in all that kind of stuff, you can hit over this. You got it. Thanks so much. And Seek Truth, Speak Truth, we are thrilled to have you here. If you would like to let everybody know what they can find at your link, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, dude. It's a pleasure to be here. More, yeah, I'm Seek Truth, Speak Truth, guys, ex-Flat Earther. So basically my channel is dedicated to calling out nonsense, um, it's about seven, seven months ago now that I realized, uh, and yeah, I'm now going to step out, start debating, and trying to spread the message that is not flat. You got it. Well, thanks so much for being with us. And with that, folks, as mentioned, the Globe team will go first. And so, like I said, it's about 12 minutes. So I have the clock set, and the floor is all yours, gentlemen. All right. So I think I'll start off by saying that I've got a video here, uh, if I am able to share my screen. And I think this video succinctly uh, makes my point for me. So. Uh, Excellent. It's up. All right. So this video is titled, Is the Earth Flat? And it's just a video where I answer the question, is the Earth flat? And of course, I do have evidence to back it up in that video. So let's take a look. Nope. A 15 degree per hour drift.
<laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I think you're on mute. Oh, that's uh, okay. So that is a collection of evidence that I have, and I do hope that uh, our flat Earth proponents here will be bringing a model. I'd, it'd be nice to see that, but I don't think we ever get one of them. Uh, so, seek truth, speak truth. Do you have anything that you'd like to? Well, I mean, for that, buddy, we might as well just pack our bags and go, I think. But no, really. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of other things. Like you said, actually, um, the model, uh, flat Earth map. I mean, if the Earth was flat, the easiest thing would be a flat. Um, the sizes of everything, exact to scale. There's never been a map produced that matter what we see and observe in reality and the reason is because we live on a globe um, another little thing people mention obviously oh water sticking to a spinning ball um, I used to fall for this one myself and now it's about scale and you look at things like scale that down scale the earth down to the size of a basketball and the ocean on that basketball would be 0.015 millimetres deep, which is barely a film. So in relation to the size of the it's not a big deal that there's that, that amount of water sticking to it, because in relation to the size of the earth, it's actually a very insignificant time. Um, and then no could be big. Really, this is what caught me, is the people the millions of people that would have to be involved actually this um, and the fact that nobody out there in the real world, no scientists are even disputing this. Um, it is just people on YouTube, I'm afraid. Uh, there are things where science still is in dispute, say global warming um, and people are fighting either side, but flat out nothing apart from YouTube is basically, unfortunately, the introduction. Thanks so much. We will kick it over to the Flat Earth team. Appreciate those introductions. And Jeffrey and Nathan, the floor is all yours. Nathan, go for it. Excellent. Uh, thanks so much. Guys, uh, just so you know, I never wanted to be a Flat Earther. Uh, I didn't start out gung-ho about Flat Earth. I was real reluctant to believe it because I didn't need that kind of ostracism and ridicule in my life. I heard B.O.B. was a flat earther and I laughed on the floor, guys. I could not believe, I thought, what kind of bush is this guy smoking to believe that the earth is flat? But I was also at that time studying applied neuroscience, biochemistry, epigenetics, steroidogenesis, and the smartest guy I'd ever met in my life told me to look into it. And so I couldn't just call him stupid. I looked into it. And within five minutes, I could tell we had no real pictures of the Earth from space. 
No private companies ever go to space. It's only government companies or government subsidized companies like SpaceX. And so my problem at first is the same problem a lot of people in this chat are going to have. And we're programmed to have this problem, guys, and that's condemnation before investigation. And so I'm going to prove heliocentrism is not true. The modern science of heliocentrism spinning ball earth fairy tale um, is based on religious superstition, not empirical observation. Uh, Kepler, the scientist who came up with what they use today as the theory for elliptical orbits, he was a court astrologer for the Holy Roman Emperor. And that, that gentleman came out with a revision of Copernicus's book, which was dedicated to the Pope a hundred years before Galileo was labeled a heretic by the same church. So this is a very pay close attention, guys. This is not a scientific deception. It's a spiritual deception masquerading as a scientific deception. Now, if you pay attention to the storyline, um, the model was constructed from heathen religious beliefs. The religious dogma masquerading as science, I'm going to prove to that you guys that. Now, real quick, let's look at the satanic globe map. I don't know if most people are aware of this, but they teach us that the Earth orbits the sun, and the speed of that orbit is 66,600 miles per hour. They teach us that the Earth is tilted. The tilt of that Earth is 23.4 degrees or 66.6 degrees. The curvature of the Earth would be 0.666 feet or 8 inches per mile squared. The circumference of that ball would be 21,600 miles. Now, 216 is 6 times 6 times 6, so 21,600 is 6 times 6 times 600. The diameter of the moon, 2,160. So 6 times 6 times 60. The gravitational constant of Earth, 6.67. Now, you guys can believe that all this stuff is true, but I could no longer go on, one, believing that's true. I had to test it for myself and verify that it was all baloney. Now, to control the masses, heliocentrism must be introduced early and often, so it's a deeply ingrained belief, okay? While at the same time, any idea of a flat Earth is portrayed as by the educational authorities as a sign someone is abjectly ignorant or even insane. Guys, when it comes to proving if the Earth is a globe or if it's flat, which I set out to do about five years ago, I've done probably hundreds of observations by now. Dozens of them are on my YouTube channel. Uh, we've used telescopes, infrared, laser tests, high-power zoom cameras, theatolites with land surveyors. I've also done some astrophotography, star trails, lunar eclipses. I was the first one to verify stars don't intersect the marine horizon, as far as I know. They vanish off in the distance and fade away above the horizon. Then I caught the moon doing that in Denver, which would not happen on a heliocentric model. But I'm not going to bore you with the hundreds of observations I've done. I just have three arguments for the globe earthers. And uh, James, if I could share my screen. You got it. They see it. Excellent. So here we go. Does the Earth spin? We're going to go into 1,040 miles an hour Earth rotation. That's the claim from the globe Earth religion that the Earth is rotating around an imaginary axis. Now, how would that affect our atmosphere? Would it cause it to rotate as one cohesive body? Or would there be an atmospheric blender effect? Now, if the atmosphere was moving as one cohesive body, that would require that the higher you go up, the atmosphere is increasing in velocity. 
Now, what natural force could cause air to increase in velocity sideways? You can't say gravity because gravity allegedly pulls all things down. And this violates basic fluid dynamics, guys. If you move um, something under a column of air, the entire column of air does not also move with it as a result. That's not how fluids, and that's also not even what the globe states happen. The globe states that there is a Coriolis or we have an atmospheric blender type effect. Now this would be what's happening if the earth was a spinning ball. The problem is it's not observable in nature. Hot air balloons, airplanes, helicopters, insects, smoke, volcano smoke, balls you throw in the air. Do not deviate because the earth is rotating underneath it. That does not happen. That's what they teach in mainstream science. I'm gonna hope they're gonna have some sort of physical demonstration or scientific evidence that the earth is rotating 1,040 miles an hour. Now, I'm gonna move to my second point, which is the atmosphere has to be contained. Now, could the atmosphere exist without a physical barrier? No, it's called the firmament. It's called the dome. It's called the sky map, the sky clock that's been above our heads for thousands of years. We have constellations, stationary pole star. None of that is changing. It's predictable seasons, predictable eclipses. It's like this idea of is the sky a vacuum is like asking, can a tire rim have pressure around it without a tire in a vacuum? Now, no, of course it could not, but that's what the globe earth asserts. So we're gonna need some proof. You can have gas pressure without a container, physical container, that's my second claim. Third claim is, is the earth a globe? Now, if it were a globe, it would be manifesting physical curvature in the topography, okay? The oceans would be convex, not flat. The oceans would be sea curve, not sea level. You look at the spherical trigonometry for a globe, we should see approximately eight inches or 0.666 feet of drop per mile squared. Now this is tangent drop vertically, right? On a level plane with your feet. We don't observe that. You go to the coastline, you go to the shoreline, you go to any lake, it is not dropping down, it's moving away from you. So we have dozens of observations. I won't go over them all. I just wanna point out one, we would not be able to see Chicago from the other side of Lake Michigan. And this is just one, guys. I have hundreds. I don't have time for them. I want Jeff to get some words in. But there are literally, I could go through here, all these lighthouses, the world record photographs seen from 270 miles away, 50,000 feet of missing curvature. The properties of water are, water, large bodies of water at rest are level and horizontal to the earth. Now, real quick, uh, I don't know what that introduction was from the globe earthers at all whatsoever, but... Um, Never produced a map. We never claim to have a map. That's a straw man argument. You said, I hope you bring a model. Well, I hope you bring a model because neither side has a model. It's begging the question fallacy on both sides. Scale, Earth's not large enough. Um, we already talked about how much Earth curve we should see. I don't know why you have to shrink it down into a basketball and do all these hypothetical pretend scenarios. But if the Earth was a globe 24,000 miles around, it would drop eight inches per mile square tangent to our feet, and it doesn't. Um, and millions of people are in agreement. What is that? Just some argument from personal incredulity and, and, and a bandwagon fallacy. Oh, all these millions of scientists agree with me. So we're right. I mean, come on, guys. I really was hoping you'd bring more to the table. Jeff, go ahead. Take it away. Absolutely. Thank you, Nathan. Now, I'm a very simple guy. I come to you from the heartland of America with the spirit of 1776 and a rebel yell. 
And as I study, I look at human culture, and I know that the highest expression of human culture in our memory is that of Greece, which followed very close uh, hard on the Atlantean culture. And that's the culture that, in my opinion, pr produced the highest examples of human culture ever. Art, theater, writing, sculpture, architecture, politics, social order. In my opinion, it was humanity at its highest and best. It's the culture that produced Aristotle, it's the culture that produced Ptolemy. And these are guys that stressed people deciding what's true by what they can observe. And both of these men observed a heliocentric universe with a stable, unmoving Earth. And by the way, this makes mankind very, very special and very, very unique. And it wasn't until Copernicus that this model was even uh, questioned. And Copernicus was the first to suggest a heliocentric universe with the globe Earth, and about 1543, he had extensive correspondence with Pope Paul III before releasing his work, and coincidentally, in quotes, this is the same Pope that authorized the Jesuit order and the Counter-Reformation in 1540, and more astronomers come from the Jesuit order than any other single group, and incidentally, it was a Jesuit philosopher, a Jesuit physicist that came up with the Big Bang Theory. We've got literally scientists from Aristotle down to Stephen Hawking himself saying that all of the data, all of the observable data, forget our opinions, all of the observable data is exactly the same, whether it is the earth that is stationary and immovable or whether it's the sun that's stationary and immovable. And I've got the quotes to prove it if I'm asked to do so in the further discussion. So being of an Aristotelian mindset, if I can use that word, if the data is exactly the same, and it is, I fall back on my powers of observation, on my powers of being able to see, to feel, and to experience. And I know when I stand on this earth that it's stable. I know when I stand on this earth that it's not revolving around the sun. And I had the opportunity or misfortune, however you look at it, to spend three hours locked in a room with Eddie Bravo. Guess what we talked about? We talked about flat earth. And as I apply observation to flat earth, and I don't know what, what else you guys have done, but I was a C-130 crew chief. I've spent thousands of hours flying at 30,000 feet looking out over the earth. You know what I saw? Flat. I've been inverted at 50,000 feet in the backseat of an F-15, looking at the earth. And you know what I saw? Flat. The highest expressions of human culture say the earth is stable and heliocentric. My observations tell me it's stable and heliocentric. Nancy Pelosi says we need to listen to science, science, science. I prefer to listen to Aristotle. I prefer to listen to Ptolemy. And I prefer to listen to Jeffrey Darty, and that's where I stand. Thank you very much, Jeffrey. We will kick it into open conversation mode. So thanks so much, gentlemen, and the floor is all yours. All right, so all I'm right. curious, Planner Walk, uh, Seek Truth, Speak Truth. Have you guys ever tested the earth yourself? Uh, depends what you mean by tested the earth. Proven that it's a ball or that it spins? Well, I've made observations which lead credence to it being a ball. And those were? Uh, well, there's the 
when I went on a plane, I um, did things with a level where I checked and I saw that the horizon does not rise to eye level, uh, which a lot of flat earthers expect. On a plane, it was dropping a considerable amount below eye level. You know the horizon apparent, not actual, right? The yes, I know that it's is apparent. It's not an actual location. But the apparent horizon is generally based off the actual uh, the actual horizon. Okay, if the Earth was a globe, we would have an actual horizon approximately two to three miles out. Yeah, but we do have an actual horizon, and the uh, apparent horizon is based off of it. Oh, we have an actual horizon three miles out. That's interesting. Are you familiar with the black swan? Oh, I am familiar with the black swan. Uh, we also have a apparent. Yes, and we uh, that has a lot of refraction there, leading to an apparent horizon that is very different to the actual horizon in that particular image. So I refraction mean, is your answer for the horizon being seven miles farther than we should see it? Yes, because the people can uh, calculate when it comes to refraction where the horizon should appear given the conditions. Can you define refraction for the audience? Refraction is when light bends due to the density of the medium that it is traveling through changes. Got you. Excellent. So it's pretty much distortion, right? The light is bending, it's changing due to distortion in the atmosphere? Yeah, right? we can say okay. that. So you're going to tell me when it's clear and no refraction, we see a three-mile horizon Earth curve. But when it's not clear, guys, this is the whole globe argument. It's completely illogical and inverse to reality. They are saying that the more distorted, the more refraction, the farther we can see. Now, do you understand how illogical that just sounds off bat? I mean, when it comes to the black swan image, that has a lot of refraction, so yes. You would see, you, you uh, you'd be, claim, be able to see further. Okay. Because light has been down. Point. You're missing the point, okay? When the objects in the distance are distorted, you can't see them. They're distorted. There's stuff in the way. The medium, well, the, the temperature is changing. The light is bending. But you're saying when it does that, it looks flat. We see way what, too far. But when but it's when it comes clear, image, but when it, hold on, let me finish. But when it's clear out, you're saying the horizon's at three miles, we can see the Earth curve. Well, when it comes to that particular image, the objects are clearly distorted. The argument is not about the objects. The argument is about the horizon. Please stop trying to straw man an argument. Well, I'm not straw manning it because there is clear distortion in that image. That image shows distortion. If you're ignoring the objects, then you can't have a reference of where the horizon is. Whereas in that image, uh, you use the objects, the, the platforms in this case, to say, well, this platform is this amount of miles away, so therefore the argument must be, uh, the uh, horizon must be behind it. Whereas in the when you look at the platforms, they're very clearly distorted. Not must be behind it. The horizon is behind it, Planner Walk. And I don't know if you're paying attention to your argument, but your argument is that the horizon is a physical edge of geometric globe Earth geometry, and it would be at three miles. 
What do you not understand about this being way past 10 miles? And your argument is, oh, well, when there's more distortion and there's more, it's, well, we can see farther and it looks flat, but when it's clear out, you can't see far, it's earth curve. Right. You understand? You, it's, it's the opposite of what actually happens, planner walk. It's the opposite of reality, which is so, when there's more stuff in the air, like fog, evaporation, refraction, miraging, it's harder to see, not clear. Well, this is, as I said, it is very clearly distorted in that image. Now, you can actually look at other images of uh, those same platforms, which showed the platforms disappearing over the horizon. Okay, so, you, now you, so you're saying that refraction causes the horizon to raise up above the horizon. The, hori the refraction <laughs> causes the horizon to appear further in the distance, and it does actually cause it to raise up uh, behind other objects because uh, of the thing called looming. So the horizon can be yes. looming? Can you define looming for the audience? I know exactly what it is, and I'm going to pulverize your argument. But please, define looming for the audience. Looming is when the light is bent downward so that objects appear higher on the, on the horizon. Objects appear higher. Objects that you can already see. Now, my question, Planner Walk, for you is, is the horizon an object? Yes. Oh, it is part of an object. The horizon is an object. It's physical. And it's not apparent. So the it sky is, oh, actually touches the earth. It's a physical place you can go to. Let's roll, all right. Well, the horizon is part of an as uh, uh, part of a uh, object. It's part of the earth. So the earth. Um, so even though there's not a, a particular point where the earth meets the sky, the uh, earth part of the horizon is an object. It is the earth. Okay, the horizon is not an object, and that's what you're claiming is looming. Now, I just asked you to define looming, and you said it's when objects appear above the horizon. So you're saying it's when the horizon appears above the horizon? Well, the Earth part, so below the horizon, you've got the Earth. I'm not saying that the, there's some arbitrary barrier that is loomed up. The Earth is loomed up, which is... <laughs> Uh, under the horizon, and the horizon is defined as where the Earth meets the sky. Jeff, do you have anything else for this guy on Earth Curve? Because he's saying that when it's distorted, we see farther, it looks flat, but when it's clear, you can't see it's far. You can't see far. We see Earth Curve. I mean, I, that's like a level of abject ignorance I wasn't prepared for. I want to move on to Earth rotation. Hold, but up, hold on, I just ahead. want to, I just want to respond to that because when it comes to the black swan images, where the uh, objects in the distance are um, are clear. Or it's the, not uh, no, about the, ob the objects. It's about the horizon. I don't know why yes, you say but we can objects. But if we the can use flat, the objects. What's that? Speak truth, speak truth. Uh, so, no, I was going to say, if the Earth was flat, what of the horizon be three miles away? It would always platform have. And I just can't see how people can't see that. How you have to you have to have a horizon uh, for there to even be an apparent horizon. Um, like I say, though, flat Earth, the horizon would always be behind that second platform. It's, that is the way you would view it. That you would never have a horizon as close as three miles away. One sec, I, just to be sure that we understood that, because it's I think that the connection's a little bit 
up and down. But Planner Walk, did you kind of get the gist of that? Could you put that in a summary just to be sure that everybody, did you hear it? Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to that, what he's saying is that when it comes to the when it comes to the horizon, sometimes it's in front of the platforms. The You can see the platforms disappearing over the horizon. And I was actually going to mention about when it comes to the, those days where you do see the platforms behind the horizon, it's very clear. You can see them. They're not distorted at all. Whereas in the black swan image, there is distortion happening. You can see that it's all distortion, all distorted. And so, um, so the black swan image show because we're using refraction as an argument, the black swan image is consistent with our argument. Well, gentlemen, again, I'm a simple guy. I'm a simple guy, but black swan, red swan, pink swan, purple swan. If I'm correct, Nathan, we're talking about an image that was of something that's over 10 miles away, correct? Yeah, the horizon is over 10 miles away, and it should be three miles away on their globe Earth, which would have a physical geometric edge, but does not, and they just claim it's refraction causing well, unless the horizon. I'm, unless I'm completely missing the boat, we shouldn't be able to even see that object at nearly 11 miles away because of the curvature of the Earth, and it doesn't matter if it's refracted, it doesn't matter if it's fuzzy, it doesn't matter if it's blurry, if there's a curved Earth, we wouldn't see red swan, pink swan, black swan, any swan, right? So there are phenomena that, like, such as refraction, which can cause light to bend down, which makes objects appear higher. Now, when it comes to the light being bent down, uh, downwards, the reason why the horizon uh, gets sent backwards uh, in the, uh, beyond, those imid or beyond those objects is because the further out it is, the more refraction that it is subject to. So the higher in the image uh, these things are subjected to. Well, Planner, that's very eloquent. Are you familiar with Occam's razor? Yes. So is your argument more simple or is the fact that we can see it because it ain't round more simple? Well, if the, if the argument that uh, we wouldn't, See, we don't see it because it ain't round was the actual, well, if that was the true, then we wouldn't see objects disappear over the horizon at all. But the only reason we see objects disappear over the horizon is because they oh, go out of our vision. I've got a nice camera and guess what? I was born and raised on Clearwater Beach, Florida. I can watch a boat go over the horizon. Crikey, it's gone over the edge of the earth. But then you know what I do? I pick up my camera and I zoom in and guess what? Boop, it comes back and it comes back, and it comes back. Now, eventually, it'll get far enough away that atmospheric interference and humidity means I can't see it, but I can see that thing for a long damn way. And again, I really don't have a, a horse, a dog in this fight, per se. All I know is that what I look, what I see, I see that boat come back, come back, come back, come back. It's not going over horizon, it's going straight. And only until it gets too far away from my technology to see it, does it disappear. Yeah, you do realize things disappear bottom up on a flat earth too, right? Does it disappear first? What? No, I like with it. What's that sick truth? Terrible audio on that guy. But that's a, that's a bottom up fallacy. Things disappear bottom up on a flat earth too. <laughs> what, what's a bottom up fallacy, Nathan? <laughs> Uh, you can't claim that things are obstructed by Earth curve. That's why they just <laughs> because That's they just 
that way on a flat earth too. You guys do realize that. Why? Do you expect things on a flat earth to vanish top to bottom or sideways? <laughs> I'd expect them to dis uh, to get smaller into the distance until they're no longer resolvable by the human eye. Oh, they do do that, planner walk. Now, will you tell me why none of the earth cal curve calculators online account for angular size reduction? They do. Oh, they do? Yes. Wh which earth curve calculator is that? Because I've, I've personally debated and and he and, and that that's not true they do not account uh, for perspective yes, yes it does okay the only reason things are obscured or obstructed on an earth curve calculator is guess what planner walk earth curve it's the only reason for obstruction well the earth curve uh, calculator on uh, metabunk when i find it has a section there saying uh, saying pure angular size results. Yeah, I've debated that guy in Vegas. Um, he says we can see the curve of Earth from 40,000 feet up, which Jeff Doherty, I mean, you've been 50,000 feet. You didn't see the curve, right? I was 50,000 feet inverted in a F-15. And no, I didn't see anything but flat. And and Neil Tyson says you can't see the curve from 128,000 feet, but this website you're on right now says we can see it from 44,000 feet. So maybe we should have Those Neil are two Tyson and Metabunk get together and decide at what altitude we can see Earth curve. Do uh, you want to tell us planner walk or seek truth? Oh. What altitude? Hold we can up, see James. Curve at? James, can I? The horizon is a flat let's, line. Hold horizon on. Let's, is let's uh, horizontal just, flat I do line. want to be sure that planner walk gets a chance to respond yeah. as well. And Thomas will come uh, right back to you guys. Go ahead, planner. Did you, did you invite Neil deGrasse Tyson into this voice chat? Well, into this chat? Because uh, Nathan's mentioning Neil deGrasse Tyson. I, I don't yeah, he's the most I famous scientist yeah. in the world with six million followers. That's a Neil deGrasse Tyson fallacy. And he stated, <laughs> he stated, guys, that you can't see Earth curve from 128,000 feet. And you could see yourself from the inside capsule of the Red Bull Space Jump that the Earth is a level horizon plane. Also, the capsule did not experience Earth rotating underneath, which is what I'd like to get to, because none of you guys have any data yeah. for Earth curve at all whatsoever. You just say, refraction, refraction, did, which isn't an argument, know? because that's the opposite of what actually happens. When there's distortion, you can't see things. And when it's clear, you can see farther. That's did, basic, dude. Did you did not you know, see my video fake. shows? What's that? Seek truth? Your video with the clown music? Are you uh, no, joking? <laughs> it, it literally well, showed Felix. You guys both admitted uh, what, you have no data to present for Earth curve. You just keep saying, oh, that happens because of refraction. Okay, we see way too far. The horizon isn't the geometric edge of a ball. We were all taught in school that boats go over the geometric curve. Now they don't because refraction. Planner doesn't well, bother um, you. Oh, I'm sorry, my spoke out of turn. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you can go, Jeff. Planner, does it, and this is just, I mean, I'm not trying to, it's not a gotcha, but does it bother you at all on a personal level that your beliefs are based upon the science and the pictures and the theories of other people? And not only are they not based on your experience and your observation, but they contradict your experience and your observation as a human on planet Earth. Does that cause you any waking moments at night? Well, no, because first off, it doesn't contradict my experience here on Earth. Have I you see seen curves standing there in New Zealand? All right, let's. Uh... I have. I I have been. One of the things that I see is I see the sun going over the horizon. It's a yes and or no question. I thought. I, I've just got to 
give a bit, bit of a context. So I see the sun going over the horizon. Now, to me, that is evidence that the that there is Earth curvature. Um, combine that with the time zones that we experience. So I'd say that my observations line up perfectly with what would expect to see on a globe. Hey, Planner, can you explain what's going on here? Because the moon did not set around the horizon. It actually vanished into a dot and disappeared above the horizon. Uh, was that taken with a solar filter? I took this myself. It was a time lapse. So I don't know why I would need a solar filter. Um, I was, it was of okay. the moon, buddy. Why would I need a solar filter for the moon? <laughs> because uh, there is quite a bit of glare going on there. Oh, glare? Could you define what glare is? And then I'm going to tear this to shreds too. Okay, glare is when the brightness of an object is uh, so bright that it makes it appear bigger than what it actually is. What causes that? Uh, I'm not actually sure. Oh, well, let one me tell you. 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 got a pen? You got a pen let's, and paper? Hold on. Let's let's see if you give him a chance. Nathan, to, just let uh, me. Uh, planer, I appreciate uh, you as a researcher. You're here. You're doing a lot of work. You could be playing Halo or something. I appreciate you for that. Um, I just, I've got to the place. I'm an old guy. Maybe it's an age thing. But I can't base my life and the, the, the teachings of where I live and beliefs of where I live based on somebody else's data. I want it based on my data. That's why I asked you that question. Uh, fair, fair enough, but I uh, go off, uh, if a lot of people have made an observation, especially if I can't make those observations, um, then assuming that those people aren't trying to deceive me, and that's why I prefer to go off independent observations rather than scientific, uh, or then the scientific community um, that Nathan uh, likes to rip into, so that's like NASA, then yeah, I prefer to go off independent observations and they seem to line up as yeah well. well just one piece of advice from an old guy there's an old saying about what happens when you assume and you're too smart for that yep. uh, planner walk i'm going to read straight let's, from let's, just because it, nathan pardon my interruption but just to be sure that i know that you would ask planner walk a question before and yep. that he had said he didn't know but i do want to give him a chance if he had any speculations on it just to be sure that you got plenty of time and then uh seek truth speak truth just to be sure that you're getting in when you'd like to as well. So I think it's, so when it comes to glare, I'm pretty sure it's down to the lens, but I may be wrong on that. Okay, it's well known that when a light of any kind shines through a dense medium, it appears larger or gives off a greater glare. So my question to you, Planner Walk, is when I filmed this time lapse, was the atmosphere getting denser and denser as the moon got closer and closer to me? So the glare is from your ca camera lens, not the atmosphere. <laughs> okay, if you want to pretend that, why is the moon so far above the horizon? What? What do you mean, what? It's not a moon what set. Does it's not a moonset, it's vanishing off in the distance. You don't see how that's relevant because you just talked about sunsets and how that only works on a spinning ball. Remember? Yeah. Well, yeah. here the moon didn't set, it vanished above the horizon. That's exactly- It's literally three images. Yeah, I have the video on my, on my page. I took screenshots of the video and put it in the meme format so you guys could understand it maybe, hopefully. Nathan, can you tell us why it did that? 
Yeah, because uh, the Ursa level playing field and the sun and moon move around polar center. So when you observe a sunrise or sunset, that's due to glare. The sun is getting farther away. The atmosphere is getting denser. The most dense atmosphere is at sea level. We live in a closed dynamic system. The gas is inhomogeneous and anisotropic. It's different in all directions and constantly moving around. So it changes and more at sea level. So that's why you see a sunset at sea level. But when I go 10,000 feet above Denver, you don't see a moonset or a sunset. It fades away and vanishes off in the distance. But so it's much like watching a ship sail away from you. Exactly, because things so, above you vanish just like things below you vanish. Yep. Off in the distance, getting smaller and smaller. It's due to perspective, not Earth curve, planet so, walk. Firstly, uh, I've got to dispute that because when it comes to these things, you've got to make sure that you actually, um, you, you've got to make sure you actually use things like um, uh, solar filters if you're uh, filming the sun. And people have gone out with solar that filters. That was the moon! Hold on, we got to give him a chance to respond. Holy well, shit, he keeps telling you, me I need a solar listen, filter for the moon at night, you can, dude. Well, but Holy Nathan, moly. You can always respond after he's finished, but we do have to let him finish. Yeah, or, um, you know, use something that stops the moon from changing angular size uh, due to glare, right? Because that's what's um, making it appear to change its angular size is glare. So if you uh, use something that just stops it from appearing to change its angular size, like uh, either a, if you're doing the sun, a solar filter, if you're doing the moon, maybe I think it's raising the exposure, no, lowering the exposure time on the camera will help, and then, and then filming that. Rather than just, rather than whatever images that you've got there, which have glare on them. Yep, I was just covering how the horizon uh, things don't always intersect the horizon. It depends on your altitude and the atmospheric conditions. But Planner Walk, I mean, uh, Jeffrey, do you want to talk any more about these guys about Earth curve? Because I want to move on to how they think the Earth spins a thousand miles an hour around an imaginary axis. I would like to to hear that and talk about that too, especially after spending seven years of my life flying around in airplanes and. Well, it'd be a lot easier if we could just go up and let that thing move underneath us. But anyway, excellent. Uh, before we get on to the um, before we got onto this topic, I would like to just say something because you uh, picked pick the first topic because there's something that you got terribly wrong in your both of your guys' intro, and that is when it comes to the the Earth being global. We've known that for that for a couple of thousand years at least, and you made it sound like it's something that was recently discovered about 500-ish years ago. That's what the science says. What, what when did mean, Copernicus? What, what when did Pecern um, Copernicus publish his findings about the uh, globe Earth? Was uh, that was about ninety, wasn't it? Uh, that was about heliocentrism, not the globe Earth. Okay, so are we willing to concede heliocentrism then? Was believed for until five hundred years ago. Uh, well, I'm willing to concede that geocentrism was believed until about 500 years ago. Geocentrism yeah, right. is not bad. the same as the Earth being flat. Can you concede that this is all a bandwagon fallacy and you have no scientific evidence of the globe? How is it a bandwagon fallacy? You're I'm literally just... Everyone back in the day knew it was a globe when every ancient civilization, Ptolemy, the Mayans, the Celtics, the Phoenicians, were all calculating based on a flat Earth eclipses making sundials, doing astroarchaeology, lining up the sky to megalithic structures on the earth. You're With exceeding accuracy. Right now. You're joking yourself, right? You, you realize you're joking. Uh, I'm not saying, so what your argument was that it was 
Copernicus that uh, found out that the Earth was a globe. No, and I'm Earth, saying Earth not a globe. And all I said was he dedicated okay. his book to the Pope. Okay, so your argument was that Copernicus said that the Earth was a globe and was the first, well, was at least one of the first people to say that. However, people have known that the Earth is a globe for much longer than that. I was correcting you on that. How did people know it, but Copernicus was one of the first ones to say it 500 years ago? What, they just all kept it quiet? It was like a hush-hush? No. Earth. It's like Fight Club? Just I guess we're asking for data, Planner Walk. Do you have data so, that backs up that assertion? So when it comes to the... Um, so when it comes to back in the time of the That's ancient no, Greeks... Jeff. What? That's a no. I don't have any data. I'm going to continue rambling on about my empty claim. Well, this is something that you can uh, look up. Um, I, I could probably look it up, in fact. But when it comes to these things, it's been known since the time of the ancient Greeks that the Earth was a uh, globe. They worked it out based on... The first speculation was based on eclipses. Then Eratosthenes actually measured the circumference of the Earth doing an experiment. And uh, then people have uh, known that the Earth was a globe for the next couple um, millennia. No disrespect, but I need when and where. I need data, please. <laughs> uh, so it was, yeah, that was an excellent bandwagon fallacy planner, but could we skip to you proving your rotates, please? So first, first off, it wasn't the bandwagon fallacy. I'm just yeah, stating that. Claiming everybody in the past believed it was a globe is a bandwagon fallacy. Can you prove the no, I'm, I'm just disputing not. one of your claims uh, with uh, with a separate claim that people knew it was a people worked out that it was a globe. They, I think it was 900 BC that they first speculated, uh, but there was only speculation until about 500 BC, in which they. Uh, did measurements to actually uh, figure out that what the size of the Earth was, at least. Oh, really? They measured the size of the Earth? Yes, they used... Um, Eratosthenes did an experiment with, uh, with sticks, or uh, with a well, at least, to figure out, okay, this is the... Uh, and they knew how, how far away the two wells were, and they calculated based on, based on that. Are you... Uh, aware with what affirming the consequent fallacy is because you're using it now what's that well even neil degrasse tyson admits this works on both models now aristophanes yes. he presupposed a distant sun and then assumed parallel sun rays rays which isn't what we see we see corpuscular sun rays and the sun isn't distant it's local that's why we have varying temperature variations the north and south pole are not analogous yeah, with fauna, flora, drastic temperature variations. So you can tell us he did it with shadows and sticks, but that is a begging, that is affirming the consequent fallacy. It works on both models. Even the most popular scientists in the world had the balls to admit that. I wish you so, would. So did you hear what he said immediately after that? He said it works on both models. Yeah, but did you hear what he said immediately after that? Did you hear him say it works on both models? I did, but you're taking you're literally Excellent. taking it out of context. Excellent. Did you hear what he said immediately afterwards? So it works on both models, according to Neil. But did you Okay, I'm just gonna say what he said immediately afterwards Please. because um Please, go ahead. When it comes, I've been waiting. what he Sorry, said Nathan. immediately afterwards was that if you were to add a third well, then you'd see that it only works on the globe. Did he add I'm a third well in that original study? 
No, he didn't. And the, still assuming parallel sun rays and distant sun. Remember what happens oh, when you Oh, no. Oh, yes. So when you add a third well, you find that you get results that um, only line up on a globe. And people have actually gone ahead and done it with not just one, not just two, not just three, but, but not about you, 20. Right? But not you, right, Planner Walk? Not you. You didn't do any of this. Not me. Yeah, okay, of course. This is, yeah, this is part of the I'm, religion, guys. I just want you to suck this all in. It's all regurgitation. It's all parroting. It's all, oh, these other guys did something with shadows and sticks. They can't look at the floor and determine it's curving. That's a problem. So it's got to be sticks. This is, hold on. All right. So are, are you saying that Planner Walk oh, no. gets are a you, to respond, Nathan? Yeah. Are you saying that 20 different people all conspired to uh, come up with results that um, only match the globe. 20 different people. People all affirmed the consequent, affirmed the consequent. They assumed parallel sun rays and assumed no, a they, sun. Okay, so they planner walk. Hoping you have some scientific evidence the earth rotates. Yes, or okay. so. So firstly, uh, I just want to say that when it came to those 20 different people, all they did was uh, take a measurement and then uh, those measurements were compiled into a thing to show whether the Earth was flat and when it was, uh, when the Earth was flat, they all came up with weird angles uh, that didn't line up. When they measured that the Earth, when they compiled it to a globe, they, all those, uh, all those lines that they came up with were parallel. Got it. We live on a globe. Does it rotate or not? Uh, yes, it does. Excellent. How fast does it rotate at the equator? It rotates at 15 degrees per hour. And in miles Thanks, per hour, how fast is that? Who cares? Oh, who cares? I care because a uh, thousand miles an hour is relatively fast. Now, does the atmosphere move with the Earth or does it move Ooh, separately? Big Earth, numbers. Creating what's called a Coriolis effect. And yes, that's the speed of a bullet. That is a big number. It's quite fast. Uh, so... There is a Cori Coriolis effect, but that's it is uh, a more... Coriolis effect. Can you define it for us, please? A Coriolis effect is when um, when there are two reference frames, and when something moving in within one reference frame moves along uh, another reference frame. That's Excellent. So when the hot air balloon goes in the second reference frame, right, it's no longer on the Earth it would move separately from the earth, right, Planner Walk? It uh, would, it's would yes be- no. Okay, so first off, when it comes to a hot air balloon, that would be subject to, um, subject to atmosphere, so things like wind. So you probably wouldn't- uh, Coriolis. A, the Coriolis effect on the hot air balloon would be minimal. minimal. The hot air balloon oh, doesn't really? go that high up in the atmosphere for it to have um, an effect on the hot air balloon. The Red Bull space jump went up 228,000 feet. It ascended for three hours and landed back in New Mexico. So you're going to tell me that that Earth rotated under the Red Bull space jump, Planner Walk? Uh, so first How high do you have to go? Uh, well, to rotate under you, because Neil deGrasse Tyson said it rotates under footballs. At well, you first off, you have to calculate, uh, do some calculations. Do you have any calculations of how far it should have moved? I don't think it should move. I don't think the Earth rotates. This is your argument. You're supposed to have some kind of data for it. Now you're going to reverse the burden of proof and ask me to prove that the Earth is rotating, Planner Walk? Come on, buddy. Come on. You're going to have to so, do better than that. So firstly, you'd firstly, I haven't done these calculations, and I can't do the calculations. Back of, envelope, back of envelope calculations would take a while uh, for us to do. Uh, 
so firstly, how long have you been studying this? Why aren't you satisfied? Why don't you want to do your own research? I want to. Okay, I, well, I, I do. I just, Nathan, Nathan, one sec. I do have. I do want to be sure that Planner Walk has a chance to respond because uh, I apologize. Also, no, not a problem. We just got to be sure that uh, Planner Walk and then Seek Truth, Speak Truth, as well. That each of you can respond now, just because we've heard from each, uh, both Jeffrey and Nathan. Yeah. So when it when it comes to these things. When it comes to the calculations, these calculations would take a bit of time to do. And I could probably do the calculations. Uh, but secondly, there are also other things that would have to, um, would have to consider when it comes to this uh, as, as well. Like, uh, was it directly up? If it was, then uh, you guys might have a point. And then we'd have to work out, okay, uh, does the offset, uh, because when it comes back down, uh, it would be offset back in the same direction because uh, because when it would you'd pretty much expect it to land nearly the same place on a globe. Uh, you just said Earth has a Coriolis, and there's two reference frames. Yes, but those, that is more um, those um, are more apparent when you're reference frame now, and and you'd expect things to go up and come back down on a globe. Well, no, when it's so when it's going up into the reference frame, and then when it comes back down into the reference frame. It's going the same speed um, both times, so you'd expect it to end up in roughly the same place. Yeah, but that's presupposing that it moves. That's the thing you're trying to prove, so you're begging the question. No, this is what would happen if it's moving. What would happen so if the Earth was spinning? If Earth is Hold spinning, on. so I'm just going to presuppose it's let's spinning. Let's just be sure that, what would happen. Nathan, okay, joking, let's right? be sure we hear from both Planner not... Walk and Seek Truth, Speak Truth before we come back to uh, the flat team. So when it comes to uh, the, when it comes to, I'm not saying uh, this is why it's spinning. I'm saying this is what would happen, what would expect to see if it is spinning, right? And so I can give other things as to why it's spinning if you want to, if you want me to do that. Does the uh, Earth rotate under hot air balloons, helicopters, and drones, or not? So one of the things that, so when it comes to, um, yes or no on. one sec, one sec, one sec. One sec. Okay. Nathan, does Nathan, the earth I, rotate Nathan. under a water all right balloon? i hate to mute you okay i okay so basically what we are going to do hold on one sec what i'm going to do nathan they can't hear you i hate to do this but just to restore order for a second what we're going to do is just to be sure that we get to hear planner walk uh fully answer that question and then also seek truth speak truth just to be sure that he has a chance to ask any questions or give any responses to those questions so Firstly, when it comes to this, Coriolis applies more to ballistic trajectory. If you want to apply some, if you want to use ballistic trajectory, be my guest. Go ahead and do that. But if you're not going to use ballistic trajectory, so when something goes up, it's entering into the uh, second reference frame. But when it goes back down, it's entering back into the first reference frame. So you'd expect it to land in roughly the same place. When something's ballistic trajectory, especially when it goes um, uh, north or south, then you would expect it to um, veer off course. And when it comes to the manuals for, uh, when it comes to the manuals, then use uh, for, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, gunships, I think it was. Then you can see that the they have accounting for Coriolis. And then uh, Seek Truth, Speak Truth, if you have any answers as well or questions. Uh, let's take a final 
Are you still with us, Seek Truth? Let me see if you have. Uh, He's you might be on mute. quiet. It's really, really low, Seek Truth, Speak Truth. We can, it's like really hard to hear you. Uh, I think I hear like a faint whisper. Hello, hello, hello. Yo, yo, yo. Do you want to move closer to the mic? We can see you, but we, we definitely, we, like I, it's almost as if you're in, almost muted. Uh. Let me just double check that you're not muted. I think it might be due to um, some setting on some settings on Windows. Gotcha. Ah, sorry, see truth. We we still can't hear you. Um, we can. What we can do is. Still not yet. He was talking the whole debate, and we didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> you got to smile a lot of them. Yeah. We can hear you now. It's, uh... Yeah, yeah. I've got nothing plugged in now. So Perfect. if there's any feedback, let me know. You got it. Cool. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, like, um, sticking to the atmosphere, as the atmosphere does stick to Earth, Again, we forget just how massive the Earth is compared to how thin that atmosphere is on top. Everyone, like that image that was uh, shown by Nathan, obviously kind of just shows you like the atmosphere is, is nearly as big as the Earth. Do you know what I mean? When it's tiny in, in, in relation, it would be, again, I know people hate scaling things down, but my mind makes it it's easier for me to understand the earth the size of a basketball, the atmosphere would be about two millimetres thick. It's absolutely tiny. And there's no reason why that wouldn't be dragged around with the earth. Well, there's no reason it wouldn't be dragged off into space, but we'll get to that in a second. That's my third point. We're still talking about earth rotating. Planner Walk, you said they go up and land. You said they go up and land in the same spot now? Is that what you're saying? You would expect okay. that to happen, but roughly. Uh, no, we'd expect it to land in a different spot because you said earlier Coriolis was two separate reference frames. So when an object goes in the atmosphere, it would be in a separate reference frame and would land in a different position. That's what we should expect on a globe. You're just caught up in the double speak where you say it has a Coriolis, but things go up and land straight down, which is no Coriolis. So first off, you've got to consider that when it comes into the when it comes back into the first reference frame, right? It's um, it would basically be coming back to match the speed of the uh, speed of the Earth. That's presupposing that it moves. You know the thing you're trying to prove. So you're begging the question again. Do you have any proof you, the Earth rotates? Because hey, get this: if it's not rotating, you throw things up, and guess where they go? Straight back down. <laughs> so works on both models. Did you have any evidence that uh, proves that the Earth is spinning and in fact doesn't work on a stationary Okay, here we go. So um, when it comes to the uh, evidence that the Earth is spinning, uh, let's take Bob's 15 degree per hour drift. In every oh, airplane. Do flat earthers do all your science for you? I think, or just I think Speak Truth is trying to add something. No, yeah, just saying that obviously the ring laser gyroscope is used within modern navigation. Um, it takes in consideration, obviously, 
what is going on, and it does get a three axis, fifteen degree an hour shift, um, which obviously shows the three the three motions of the Earth. Uh, you realize they were using ring laser gyroscope, or they just started recently using ring laser gyroscopes. Before that, they didn't use ring laser gyroscopes. You know that, right? Yeah, but we weren't all floating around before we discovered gravity. Uh, gravity was never discovered. It was conjured. We can discuss that in a second. But every commercial military aircraft has on board an instrument that only works on a flat Earth. It's called the artificial horizon or attitude indicator. Gyroscopes have two important properties, guys, rigidity in space and precession. The most important property of a gyroscope for the pilot is that it keeps its rigidity in space. The problem with the spherical Earth model is that a plane with an attitude indicator showing straight or level flight would cause the plane to fly off into outer space. Airplane flight is level. Jeff flew for many years. The FAA trains pilots on what's called a target generation facility where they assume a flat and stationary earth to train pilots. That's not just to make it easy. That's because they actually fly over a flat stationary earth. So Nathan, uh, I've got a question uh, for you. Have you heard of, uh, uh, there's these things that uh, I can't remember what they are called, uh, but they basically keep the, um, Pendulous, pendulous veins. veins. Yeah. Have you heard of pendulous veins? Yeah, that's all new. They didn't have that for hundreds of years. That's all When they roll, the, the, there's no wobble when the plane comes back to normal. So it's for very few aircraft. It's not on every aircraft. And they didn't use it for 80 years. They used mechanical gyroscopes, guys. And mechanical gyroscopes do not drift. So my question to you is, do flat earthers do all your science proving the earth rotates or not? So you're just going to ignore Bob's observation. Bob played with a brand new ring laser gyroscope, which isn't what they've used. And a ring laser gyroscope is a man-made apparatus, not a naturally occurring phenomenon. So did you think that there was anything in nature showing the Earth rotating or just thingamajiggies that we can build that you don't have and you've never played with? So when it comes to thingamajiggies that we build, they can be more accurate than other instruments. And the ring laser gyroscope is more accurate I promise, science. Nathan, we can give you a chance to respond, but we do have to let him finish. When it comes to, um, when it comes to a ring laser gyroscope, that is more accurate than your mechanical gyroscopes. Man-made devices are not science. Did you have any scientific evidence the Earth rotates or just thingamajiggies? Uh, so we can use... So we can use man-made objects to do science because, I mean, uh, we use man-made objects. This is when we hey. get to discover how scientifically... Hold on, Nathan. Nathan, is. let's give him a chance. I appreciate your passion, Nathan, but I, but just to be sure that there's equal time, I do want to let Planerwalk speak. And Nathan, have you ever used a camera to take uh, long-distance observations? Yeah, never claimed it was a scientific experiment. That's an observation, which is the first step of science. You've got science is just step one. No, it's not. It's not look at an apparatus and then assert what the cause of the deviation is. Science is cause and effect. You need a hypothesis. Now, a hypothesis has an independent and dependent variable. You isolate the independent variable and determine it's the cause of your dependent variable, the effect you observe in nature. Now, I don't know about you, Planner Walk. I've never been walking in nature and stumbled across a ring laser gyroscope. Have you? So, so firstly, you've got things wrong because when it comes to science, firstly, you've got to come up with uh, a 
you've got to come up with a hypothesis for why certain things happen and a then when it comes to the hypothesis there should be a natural consequence of that hypothesis so for example uh the natural uh consequence of earth spinning or at least or at least actually we could say that there would be a natural consequence of earth not spinning which was what bob was doing why he ordered a ring laser gyroscope so the natural consequence of earth not spinning is that there would be no drift when it comes to a ring laser gyroscope so that would be your hypothesis your independent variable there would be time so over amount of time you'd expect to see no drift if the earth is not spinning your independent we, variable is your cause no oh your independent variable is not your cause of the your independent the independent variable uh is an influencing factor in the dependent variable which would be a cause okay no an influencing factor is different to a cause the cause would be the mechanism behind which um so basically why your hypothesis uh, behind which the influence the independent variable influences the dependent variable the hypothesis should also contain a prediction about its verifiability verifiability for example if the hypothesis is true then one should happen when two is manipulated the first blank the one is the dependent variable it depends on what you are doing in the second blank and the second blank is the independent variable there should be no other variables in the experiment that may affect the dependent variable so you're telling me the independent variable is time? Yes. Okay, so you proved time, not Earth rotation, time. Can I ask no. a question? Yes. If your independent variable was time, you proved time, not Earth rotation. No, because there is a hypothesis. <laughs> Hold on, Nathan. Yeah, the hypothesis Nathan. is the important thing. Your hypothesis the, the... is flawed because right, you don't have a naturally occurring phenomenon. this, but we do have to let him respond. The so when it comes to science, the hypothesis um, basically says um, is basically detailing the relationship or the expected relationship between the independent variable and the dependent variable. So the independent variable would be time, and you'd say that because the Earth, uh, the, because the Earth is so when it comes to Bob's things, he, he would say because the Earth isn't rotating, then we should expect no um, change in the uh, drift of the gyroscope. It's just a bold and, declaration. Hold on. <laughs> Let's just be sure he's done. So what? So what? What Bob says is Bob in this debate. Are you debating Nathan, Bob? I do have to be sure that I do want to. Let's be sure that uh, Planner Walk had enough time to respond, and then it looks like Jeffrey had something to say. Well, I just have a question for either Planner Walk or Seek Truth. Seek Truth. Excuse me for mispronouncing your name. Do you feel that? Um, Albert Einstein had a pretty good handle on science and method and hypothesis and everything we've been talking about. You feel Einstein had a pretty good handle on it? Probably, yeah. Okay. And yeah. I, I know I'm going to butcher his name, but Henri Poincaré, do you think he had a pretty good handle on it as well? I don't know who that is. Well, let's just Sorry. stick with Albert Einstein then. If you agree that he had a pretty good handle on it, then how do you feel, given what you've been saying for the past few minutes, when Albert Einstein said that, I have come to believe that the motion of the earth cannot be detected by any experiment. Yep. Uh, so when, what he was talking there about there was- uh, talking about general, the motion of the earth. Yeah, general relative, I think it was to do with, something to do with general relativity. I'd have to uh, look and see what exactly what that quote was. But f when it comes to that, 
there are experiments that can show the motion of the Earth. Well, Henri Poincaré said that a great deal of research has been carried out concerning the influence of the Earth's movement, and the results were always negative. So guys, with all due respect, you're a smart, smart individual, but guys that had a lot more scientific knowledge than you do are flatly disagreeing with you, and they're not even in this debate. I'd say, I'd, so I'd, I hate to bring out fallacies, but that is a, uh, I'm pretty sure that's appeal to authority or... Um, so quoting uh, Einstein is inappropriate for this debate? Well, I Maybe don't know the full context of that quote. Uh, well, I don't know the full context of that quote. The full context of the quote is really important there. Okay, so you're punting. I get it. That was a cherry pick thing, I think. I've heard uh, Fight the Flat Earth that's been brought up with him before. I don't know the explanation properly, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, Einstein's been kind of taken out of context. And I think it was something to do with like the... I don't, well, why don't you study it, and then when you know, come back and tell us instead of speculating on what you think when I've got a clear statement from what many people would argue is one of the greatest scientists ever. Uh, one of the things I do want to ask is uh, why Nathan is just flatly dismissing evidence that the Earth rotates. Uh, that's not evidence. It's not scientific evidence, at least. Uh, you're affirming the consequent. You're saying, look, the light deviated in a ring laser gyro. The only reason that happens is Earth rotation. James, that's affirming the consequent. Okay? It's a fallacy, not scientific proof. So, oh. firstly, when it comes to that, uh, the hypothesis would be um, the Earth, if the Earth is uh, stationary, then uh, we would expect to see no deviation. You right? don't have a hypothesis because you don't have a naturally occurring phenomenon. The cause of you a ring laser gyroscope is always man because man made the ring laser gyroscope, buddy. So you don't the... need a naturally occurring phenomenon. Ring laser gyros are not naturally occurring. Yes, correct. But you don't need a uh, naturally occurring phenomenon to oh, do science. Oh, you don't need to observe Hold a, on a naturally second. occurring phenomenon for science. All right, really? Exactly. Let's, let's like, uh, because there is um, when it comes to oh, oh. things. Sorry for interrupting, James. Uh, but when it comes to these things, there's things like chemistry, or um, better yet, medicine, which doesn't have naturally occurring phenomenon. Like we can't. What naturally occurring phenomenon is there for radiotherapy curing cancer? There is uh, no naturally occurring phenomenon there. Huh. Um, sure there they is. do tests. What was that, Jeff? There's absolutely naturally occurring phenomenon. If you say you're using a therapy and the tumor goes away, that's naturally occurring phenomenon. If it doesn't go away, that's also naturally occurring phenomenon. But we don't cure radio waves curing cancer in, nat in nature. Okay, well then it's not natural <laughs> science, and you can't use it to prove the Earth rotates. Do you have any proof the Earth so, rotates, Planner Walk? So, do you? Are you just hold up? Are you just dismissing all of radiotherapy? It this isn't a debate about radiotherapy. The Earth rotates. We're here having a debate on the shape of the Earth and whether it rotates. I don't know where you are in La La Land. We're not here to talk about drugs. Okay? Well, I'm, I'm just. Did you I'm have just any using? Scientific evidence. It's called an anecdote, I think. Or not. Or yeah. an anecdote where I'm saying if you are uh, taking something like, um, when you say that this doesn't fit this because of 
this particular aspect. We can apply it to other things and see if it follows. So if it doesn't follow with other things, like let's say radiotherapy, you'll basically disagree. You, you, if your statement cannot be applied to something else, then your statement is flawed. Do you understand that? Not really, but I'm just waiting for you to prove the earth rotates. I don't need any more of your philosophical rambling. Okay. Let me so, share this with you as well. Scientific evidence would be oh, dismissing my evidence. <laughs> hypothesis. So you start with the observation, then you formulate a hypothesis, not build something and then conjure a hypothesis. It's observation in nature, then hypothesis, then experiment. Now, if you can't so, meet that criteria, you could just be honest and say, I don't have a naturally occurring phenomenon that proves the earth rotates. You could do that, or you could just waffle on some more. So there's, so when it comes to these, this naturally occurring phenomenon, you don't necessarily need it. When okay. it just comes, it just comes to a, uh, you need a hypothesis for which there would be a natural consequence. If that hypothesis accurately describes uh, what happens um, with your independent and dependent variables and whatever, then you will have um, a result that may either provide evidence for your assertion or disprove your assertion. If you don't have something happening in nature, you don't have a dependent variable because that is the thing happening in nature now jeff i'm done this guy's scientifically illiterate let's move on to uh second law of thermodynamics let me ask one last question okay so you're just gonna just later walk you were very impressed earlier about 20 people doing an experiment or 20 people sharing those results you thought that that was really powerful if i were to right now give you 20 names of multi-PhD level physicists that state that the motion of the earth has never been proven would that be equally impressive to you so when it so the difference here yes is or no it's just yes or no yeah so i'm just going to uh say why it's uh different so oh when it God. comes to the 20 people uh providing it's like do you want to supersize that or not it's yes or no blainer walk so Let's there's a, a reason so the answer is no but i'm going to say why it's a no uh the reason why it's a no is because no, this time saying um people saying the earth is flat is different to 20 people saying that the earth is flat is different to 20 people going out and getting results that all corroborate with each other uh doing uh, but let's move on to the that? final the final uh point there nathan because yep. yes, uh, we will be going to the q a pretty soon here folks so let me you're know. in charge james you just let us know you got it it'll be in just a couple of minutes so if we i'm not leaving but i gotta visit the facilities i'll be right back you got uh, it. So what we'll do is... Just one minute, James, for the last topic. Planner Rock, can you demonstrate gas pressure without a physical container in a vacuum? Uh, so I can demonstrate a difference in a... Um, a difference in air pressure in these things. So if I go up... Oh, that's a no. I Nathan, can't demonstrate we, gas we, pressure without a We got to give him a chance. Even if it's not a yes or a no, we got to give him a chance to respond. So if I go up in the atmosphere, then uh, there's less pressure up there. That's a Snoop Dogg fallacy. You don't have to get high or go up in the atmosphere to do science. <laughs> Can you demonstrate gas pressure without a container? Because without yes. the container, oh yes, you can? Show me. Yep. So uh, right here, there's a, 
gas pressure of, I think it's about 105 uh, kilopascals. And when I go higher up in the atmosphere, there is a lower pressure. Uh, that's circular logic. You're assuming that there isn't a container. I'm saying that there is a container and you're trying to prove there doesn't have to be one. So first off, so you're assuming that there's a container. No, I'm not assuming. It's every observable phenomenon ever with gas is that it's contained or entropy takes place. Every observation ever. I'm not assuming anything. You're assuming that atmosphere could rest next to a vacuum. I'm asking you to define demonstrate. entropy. Define can entropy, you, please. And you demonstrate gas pressure next to a vacuum without a container. Can you define entropy, please? You need me to tell you what entropy is? Yeah, because I think that you've got the uh, wrong definition of entropy. What is entropy? High pressure or high energy systems move towards low pressure or low energy systems. Did I get it so right? It's not, not necessarily pressure. It's, um, it's more that energy, the energy in an isolated system will, um, the usable energy in an isolated system will decrease over time. You, you like hearing yourself talk, but you don't show anything. Can you demonstrate gas pressure without a container? We're gonna give, let's give up a, a chance to respond and then we'll go into the Q and A. Uh, that's proof there that is there's a gradient, not that there's not a container. You're uh, you're not paying attention or you're caught up with like something you've heard from some other globe head and you you not you can't think clearly. Okay. We have yes lost. Yes or no question. I can demonstrate it or not. And now you're gonna talk about a gradient again. We have lost. Yeah, so when have you seek either? truth, speak truth. Uh, oh, he's back. back. He wasn't doing Give me a second. I'm just going to make one little adjustment. Uh, so what I am going to do is we do have to get to these. We've got a lot of questions. So I do want to give Planner a chance to respond or seek truth, speak truth, if he can hear me. And then we'll go into the Q&A. So when it comes to uh, gas pressure, uh, the, the gas pressure on the ground is different to the gas pressure higher. Now, when it comes to your vacuum thing, your vacuum thing is only a difference in gas pressure, right? So your, it's not that there's a perfect vacuum in the, next to a full vacuum. So the thing, the, the fact that there is a difference in pressure at the ground to a difference in pressure higher is, is basically evidence that it does, there doesn't always have to be a physical container there. Surely if there was a physical con container, it would be equal pressure throughout rather than the actual... Uh, Earth's not a car tire. It's not a closed static system. We've got to jump into the Q&A here. Gas is being introduced and also... So we do, let's see, we do have so to go the into the Q&A. It's a dynamic system is goofy because it's dynamic on both models. Nathan, your volume, by the way, like I think your mic or your gain, something adjusted to your, your volume is lower than it was before. Sorry, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to jump into these questions from wits. It gets it. We have our first one who says, Hey, globe zealots. <laughs> Can the radius value change? Uh, there's a couple of radius <clears throat> values, depending on whether it's around the equator or whether it's North to South. Gotcha. And Mike Billars, thanks for your question, said, STST, were you legitimately a flat earther? I honestly thought that you were all pose. Uh, Nathan Thompson, JD, and STST, why did or do you think it was or is concealed? Mm, I'm definitely not a poe. I think I'd be a very sad person to be sitting here pretending that I um, believe the earth was flat. 
Um, I've been a little bit quiet tonight because this is my first ever debate. Um, so obviously, Planner Walker's a bit more experienced than me. Um, and I've took a, a seat back, if you know what I mean. But um, but yeah, no, 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 Poe. I'm here to learn um, because I, you know, I know that I'm wrong about the shape of the earth, or I was. So yeah, no, so, no there are Poes, but you know, I I think Nathan's more likely to be a Poe, to be honest, than me. Gotcha. Okay. Well, Nathan, we have one for you. JPP three zero three zero says Nathan, science doesn't prove, quote unquote things how many times have you been told this proof is for math oh cool so there is no proof the earth's a globe excellent thanks so much good comment next Witzit gets it says math is a description science explains i think that was in response to the last one i'm not sure but mark reed thanks for your question said nathan if you have made quote hundreds of observations then why haven't you wrote a paper with your observations and along with the math to be reviewed? I'm not a writer. Gotcha. And Crafty Nobody Ke reads anything anymore anyway. He puts it on YouTube. That's where people see it. Crafty Keela, thanks for your question as well. Said Jeffrey and Nathan, can you explain the unbroken rocket footage released by Red's rhetoric tonight? If there was a dome, it would have hit it. How high is your dome? Rocket launches are parabolic, and there's no real pictures of the Earth from space. So you can believe it went to space, a second law of thermodynamics violation that Planner Walk couldn't demonstrate, but that's just a belief. Gotcha. And just to let you know, folks, if I read the questions with a little bit of sass, I do it to both sides. It's just, I just get my jollies off it. I don't know. Laura. James, Laura. just a quick response to a question that was asked earlier from me, and I'm sure it was of me. Why do why is it being concealed that it's a, a flat earth? Well, I don't think it's the question of why it's being concealed that it's flat. It's, it's a question of trying to make us, it's a difference of being a completely unique creation of the divine on a completely unique and amazing place versus a little microbe on a little speck of dust flying around a light, a light somewhere that is completely insignificant in the overall scheme. Let's see. Jeffrey, next. Um, I was just going to say, like, if there was a creator, why would he allow humans to hide him? Why would he allow them to what? To, to hide him he and, does, and, and to, to allow, allow humans to create the law he doesn't, because just like Facebook and YouTube have their algorithms to keep you from seeing the truth, God has his algorithms, and he says, if you are my people, you will know the truth. Next up. And we're here tonight revealing it. <laughs> Laura Ora Cox, thanks for your super sticker. Appreciate that. Mike Billars, thanks for your question, said, Flat Earthers, I had my three sisters in Chicago, Atlanta, and Miami all measure the angle to view the sun at noon central time yesterday can you tell me what angles they measured because i predicted all three correctly and guess what model i used wow good yeah no data beg the question excellent next that's With data though he's using data he said his sisters did it and what do you think happened he didn't present any data planner walk you goof we're back to us think you do it. Got it. we've got to go to the next one wits it gets it nathan's twin brother says Globe <laughs> fanatics, can abstractions have physicality? So um, when it comes to 
it depends what you mean by abstract abstractions. Usually abstractions are used to <clears throat> describe something like math could be considered an, an abstraction and that can be used to describe certain concepts like you can use uh, math to describe forces, for example. Is time forces physical? can be used. Uh, eh, it depends what you mean by time. Like we can measure time. Oh wait, one question. Crafty Kila for a yes or no answer. Crafty, yeah, Crafty Kila did ask, and I forgot. I don't know if I asked this or not, but they did ask how high your dome is. I think this is for Nathan and Jeffrey. If you believe in a dome. Not sure. I don't assume the size of Venus and then do math. That's not how uh, flat Earth works. That's how the globe cult works. That's how they determine distance to the sun. <laughs> Next. The and Athens I think Doma is pretty much a straw man argument. No one here even mentioned a dome. No one said they're an advocate of a dome. So let's talk about what we've talked about tonight and not bring up straw man. Well, when it comes to a dome, usually that's um, what's used for a container. Next, the Athens 619 Thanks for your question. Said saying use your senses is a straw man. Please ask blind people if the earth is real. Deaf people, sound is real. Blind people, sight is real. Well, you know what they say? In the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. So I guess uh, if you want to live in that type of a world, then go ahead. Good answer. Next, Rodney Felberg, thanks for your question. Said, I can't wait until Elon Musk makes it accessible for us to go to space. Then oh. we can finally put this flat earth nonsense in the coffin of I bad would love ideas. to see it happen. I'll sign up. They've been saying that for 40 years, guys. There was a guy in 1990 who started tracking when they were going to do civilian space travel. And in like 2004, he just gave up and said, Hey, they're lying to you. They're never going to do it. I've been tracking for 20 years. It doesn't happen. On the moon and we can't even send people into space yet. You 50 years later. Are you joking next? Did you Athens. know that there was a I just I just have to ask Nathan Did you know that there was a guy that I can't remember his name? He but he predicted that they would go to the moon and then not go back again because the economics uh, Because it wasn't economically viable to do to go back again. Wow. Did you know that? Thomas? That's cool. Wow, that's great. Thanks. Cool story, Next, bro. The, yeah. uh, I do think Seek Truth, Speak Truth, if you had something to add to that, I want to give you a chance. I, I thought I heard your voice. Uh, no, no, sorry. Gotcha. No problem. The Athens 619. Apparently, you've got a critic, Nathan. <laughs> they were willing really? to... Really? So, as I mentioned, we, we will only read these uh, non-question type things <laughs> if they're $5 or more to cut down on them. The Athens 619 was willing to spend... Don't make it stop, Nathan. <laughs> this, they oh, spent the $5 to... Okay. Oh. That's terrific. Uh, they uh, wanted to insult Nathan. They say, Nathan is nothing more than the ramblings of a mentally deficient person. The Dunning-Kruger should be renamed to Nathan Thompson scale. It's not nudity unless you see a nipple, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, well. Can you even write cursive, bro? Can you even write cursive? Crafty Kila, thank you what? for your support. Crafty Kila said, hit like, folks, and Planner Walk and um, STST for the win. You've got a fan out there from Crafty Kila. And B-Ball for life, thanks so much for your question. Said, Nathan, what happens when there is no mirage and we see only half a building? 
Well, there's other things besides mirage that can cause obstruction, like waves in the foreground, evaporation. So it's not just mirages that cause things to obstruct. There's multiple things going on, but on the globe, it's only earth curve, guys. Only reason things disappear, earth curve, right? Gotcha. And thanks for your question. This one comes in from Witsit Gets It says, Planner, if the horizon is an apparent location, how did you originally substantiate an actual location of Earth Curve? Because Alberini used the horizon. Uh, so there are there are a couple of methods. Uh, using images or using light in general is a pretty bad way because light is susceptible to refraction. One of the better ways is to, or well, lights go, going in the direction of the or coming from the horizon is a bad way to um, to to get a location of the horizon. A better way is to measure the shape of the Earth using something like the Eratosthenes experiment. Thanks. And wits it gets it strikes again. It says terrestrial refraction is begging the question. He's gonna go also, broke if he's super super chat. <laughs> I want to know how it's begging the question. Huh? I want to know how it's begging the question. Gotcha. And Mike Billars, thanks for your question, said, Nathan, how does GPS work? When and when you talk about fiber cables and balloons, prove it. I have made a GPS receiver from scratch and it used globe equations. Okay, well, he asked me how it works. We have over 600,000 cell towers in the U.S. alone, 6 million across the world. Also, all the countries are connected with submarine fiber optic communication cables, and there are temporary helium balloons. Look up the Corona program. It's been declassified thanks to the FOIA, Freedom of Information Act. And, um, yeah, so uh, there's no reason to have boxes in space falling in a circle around the presupposed ball. There are no pictures of that, and there's no scientific evidence for gravitational orbit either. So you can um, believe in cartoons all you want. It's just did you see the video that I had at the start where there was a there was the ISS passing in front of the moon? <laughs> uh, Next. I didn't catch that, but the ISS is not real. Next up, thanks. Well, for how your... come it's passing in front of the moon then? Well, you well, saw something go in front of the moon. That doesn't make it the ISS planner walk. You just again something. affirm the consequent. Look, they told me I'd see something in front of the moon, and I saw something in front of the moon. So it's the ISS. Next, the Athens. Well, what could, else could it be? <laughs> what else could it be? Next, what else could it it's be? It's the shape of the. It's the shape of the <laughs> ISS. It's a space station, guys. Going Which is the size of a seven forty-seven. This next super chat, maybe I, I do have to, to be fair, I do have to give Nathan the last word because it was targeting him. Um, however, the Athens 619 says, since Nathan loves to shout and be loud, let me quote from Team Skeptic, shut the F up, Nathan. Shut <laughs> the fuck All right. Up. No, no. We, we, all right. We, uh, what's it? What was it? I can't remember. Uh. Oh, babies going like hearing Let's the truth. Oh, Team babies. skeptic, that's right. You guys debated in this person in Dallas. That was a special one. B-ball for life. Thanks for your question. Said Nathan, can you not tell the difference between something moving down and something moving away? The sun during sunset. Yeah, I clearly showed a picture of the moon not moving down but moving away. Away. So 
that, that was my whole observation. And I explained why it goes down and touches the horizon. It's because you're at sea level and that's where air is most dense and you get the most distortion and refraction, which according to planar walk allows us to see all the way around the globe. Which is a slightly so, illogical. <laughs> super. I've got a, shadow I've got a question for, um, I do have a question for Nathan. You got a super Sorry, chat, James. I'm <laughs> got talking to you, planner walk. We I just in the interest of like getting through as many questions as we can. I do have to keep moving. Yes. Witsit gets it says, "Where's the primary documentation for erratosthenes?" Oh, it's embarrassing. Er, Eratosthenes. Eratosthenes. Thank you. Well, it's. I don't think we need pri uh, the primary document because that was years ago but there have been um it has been replicated so uh using the data from the replication then you can uh basically you can use the data from the replication to uh confirm what he was um what he initially proposed yeah, you can assume parallel sun rays too but we don't have that we have crepuscular sun rays you know how to make crepuscular sun rays planar walk uh, oh yeah, I can make the sun appear behind a tree. Like I get these sun rays that are coming. That are so the sun's just behind a tree. Mm. Have you seen that? Next up. No, when I was in high school, I had a best friend, and if I lied, he'd swear to it. It was the funniest thing. Next up, B ball. Let's, or I do have to. I want to give Planner the last word, just because that one was directed at him. Planner, if you have a last word for that. Uh, I forgot the super chat. What was it again? The Erasthenes. Oh, oh yeah, I, I did respond to it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Next up, I said that we've re replicated many times. Thanks for your question. Bebo for life said, "Flat Earth claiming they need data, but can't give us data about how far the sun is from flat Earth." Yeah, we haven't measured it. At least we're honest about it. We don't assume the size of Venus and then do math and pretend to know how far it is and then change it a million times. <laughs> Give me a break, dude. <laughs> Next, Mike Billars. Thanks for your question. Said, Jeff. Will you swear to James that you're honestly a flat earther? Well, first of all, we can also look at the sun and look at how it behaves. There's a difference how something 93 million miles away would cast light and how something very, very much closer would cast light. So we could start there and look at that. Will I look at James and swear that I'm a flat earther? I will look James right dead in the eye and say that I am a dedicated geocentrist and I'm 95% sure from my observations that the Earth is flat. But hey, I could be wrong. All I want is one picture from space that's not CGI'd, and I'll shut up. <laughs> I, next, thanks for um, your question from Mike. If I did just actually, to fly through as many as we can. I'm sorry to do this to you, Planner, but okay. <laughs> we do have a lot, including some for you still. Um, Mike Billers, thanks for your okay. question. Said, Jeff, will you? Oh, we got that one. Maynard saves said, is Jeffrey a young earth creationist? I'd like to see him debate something biblically. James is a reptilian. <laughs> is that a question? I missed it if it's a question. They asked if you're a young earther. No. Gotcha. And Rumpley Depew, thank you for your question, said, please ask the flat earth side why we must use spherical geometry instead of plane geometry to accurately navigate a long triangular trip. By the way, this can produce a triangle with more than 180 degrees. Uh, they navigate using a sextant for thousands of years. The sky is a map and a clock that would not work if we're blasting through space and the oceans are measurably flat. You can test it. 
So, and I was a C-130 crew chief for almost eight years. The C-130 crew chief's uh, duty station while flying is on a bunk right above the navigator. I had long, long talks with navigators. They showed me what they figured. They showed me what they took into account. And not once did the words curvature of the earth ever pass the lips of a C-130 navigator. Or rotation of the earth. Next question. The Athens 619, a critic of Nathan, says, Nathan being dishonest with the quote, more than three will be impossible on a flat earth. More than three what? I don't know. <laughs> Next, Gabriel K. <laughs> thanks thanks for your question. Uh, we can come. Uh, they, wait. They, oh, I know what he was talking about when it came to more than three. More than three um, when it came to the Eratosthenes uh, stuff. Oh, I think yeah. that might be it. Yeah, Planner Walk, yeah. I think you just like saying that name. <laughs> Next, uh, let's see. Well, Nathan, if you, given that that was the context that they were referring to, do you have a response? Yes, I do. Uh, they assume parallel sun rays, which isn't what we observe, guys. Look at the sun rays coming through the clouds. They are crepuscular. The only way to duplicate that is with localized light, obstruction, and particulates in the air. There is no other way to duplicate crepuscular rays. Next. Mike Billars, um, thanks for your question, said, Natalie, you really should just chill out when you really should just chill out when was the last time that you just took a deep breath. Be more like Jeff. He's not freaking the F out. That's because I'm old. Good job, Jeff. Next, the Athens 619 is coming at you, Nathan. They say, I did warn you, Planner Walk, that Nathan would shoot off fallacies he doesn't know interrupts before planner can answer you didn't name one fallacy that i shot off i named like 10 that he gave me Let's so what see. the hell well, when that it comes to off? when it comes to fallacies he's meaning that you're uh talking you'll say the word fallacy even though someone hasn't used a fallacy uh, when did i do that in this debate planner uh you've we seen must. it many we times you uh, said uh, one example you must i uh, this, given that uh, affirming the consequence <laughs> fallacy when I actually uh, I actually stated it in a way that it wasn't affirming the consequence uh, fallacy. Oh, how do you state it? Given that this, I stated uh, it in a way when it came. It was when it came to the um, the the ring laser gyro. Yeah, there's to give Nathan the last word. Given that the super chat was technically targeting him. Uh, yeah. There's no way to manipulate the cause of the ring laser gyro. So you are, in fact, affirming the consequence. You said, look, light deviates. Bill Lars. Earth rotation. Mike Bill Lars. Thank you for your question, Mike. Said, according to evolution, these things should evolve on their own. Yeah. I'm not sure. According to what? Evolution, uh, they said. Um, I think he's. I think what he's talking about is he's uh, talking about cosmic evolution or something like that um that's a different i don't think he's sure what he's talking about but uh, i think he's meaning that the globe should evolve on its own or something like that uh, it is very confusing as jeff <laughs> evolve or revolve i'm confused as well but evolution or revolution which it gets it steps in saying Globies. I like that. Okay. How do you prove? I love you if you're Globy. Don't worry. Uh, it says, How do you prove causation of precession? Ooh. What's that? Uh, the... They said, How do you prove causation of uh, procession? Sorry about that. Um, so, firstly, we know what causes a ring laser gyroscope to, uh, to turn. 
right or to uh to drift and that is when it's um not when it's not still so we can use that and say well if it's uh if it is at rest uh then it should not have any precession gotcha next up thanks for your question this one comes in from the athens 619 you wouldn't you know it says what makes Jeff so special from the hundreds of thousands of pilots who say the Earth isn't flat? Is Jeff talking for all pilots? No, Jeff is talking from his own personal experience. And if you would like to give me names and sworn affidavits from those pilots, I'd be happy to look at them. All I know is what I have seen. And let me ask that person, instead of throwing a stone at me, have you flown in an F-15 inverted at 50,000 feet and looked down, yes or no? Have you been in a C-130 over 1,000 flight hours? Yes, okay, no. Have a nice hot cup of shut the hell up. <laughs> Next, Romboid Goat Cabin, thanks for your question, said, Nathan, pulling a stupid face and gesturing wildly doesn't validate your argument. Yeah, Nathan. Yeah, crying about my facial expressions doesn't validate your argument either. <laughs> Mark Reed for Nathan says, how do you expect to win a debate when you presented zero evidence for flat earth? Evidence against a model is not evidence for yours, is it? I did. Uh, we can see too far. I don't know if you saw the six lighthouses I showed or the Chicago skyline or the world record photograph, which was missing 50,000 feet of earth curvature. But you got to pay attention more, buddy. I mean, maybe you got in here late or something. I don't know. I'm not going to say Nathan won this debate, but if it had been a boxing match, the referee would have stopped in and, and stopped it. <laughs> Next up. Thanks for your super chat. This one comes from Brainy Beaver. It says, <laughs> A. Einstein got some things wrong, but not most. Uh, he plagiarized all of his, nothing he came up with was his. He was also a bigot, according to his journals. He failed the entrance exam to college, and he tested the lowest IQ in his school. So that's your freaking Einstein. And Einstein's also a euphemism for an idiot because they have one stone rolling around in their head, just like the Globers who can't get this imaginary globe out of their head. Okay, next up. You, when it you comes to Einstein, have I think a lot some of those things were wrong. We next up, B ball for life. Thanks for your question. Said Nathan, if the earth were round, how would a sunset look if the earth was rotating and revolving around the sun? It's round on both models, so you got to go to school, learn shapes. But if we were on a spinning ball falling backwards a thousand miles an hour during sunset, I think we'd be able to figure that out. Next, truth, Brief. truth nerds, appreciate it. Said pendulous veins are used on mechanical attitude indicators they're not needed for electronic indicators with optic gyros nathan all wrong once more i didn't make any claims about planner walk I was talking about him and i just said they use them so that when the airplane flips around the gyroscope doesn't shake and wobble uh when they correct from this from the roll from rolling fish. yeah so what also I uh, can co correct for um Correct for the motion of the Earth as well. Gotcha. Well, correct for the motion of the Earth. They don't even need to have a freaking gyroscope in there. They could just put a pendulum in there and blast it with air with the pendulous veins. Numpty. What are you talking about? Gabriel oh, K says. <laughs> next says. Joke, did, dude. <laughs> said, did you pick? It. Did you pick your P nine hundred of a tree? No. Hmm. Not natural. <laughs> Na natural. <laughs> I don't know. 
That's how it's spelled is natural. But yeah, John isn't science. It's John, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. John Rapp said, Nathan, what is your experimental scientific evidence that the flat earth is stationary? Your childish quote unquote, we see it is not acceptable experimental evidence. Yeah, sure there yeah, is. What's the independent and dependent variable? Hold on. Got to give, gotta give Nathan a chance to respond here. Not for you. Okay. So uh, stationary is not a claim. I'm not making any claims like the earth rotates a thousand miles an hour and then can't prove it. I need flat earthers to prove it for me like you, Planner Walk. But I don't have any claims about the earth. It's stationary. The only people who think it moves are drunk, period. So have fun with that. <laughs> Next, well, this it question... does sort of move if you're drunk, Nathan. I got to say that. <laughs> this question from Andrew <laughs> Handelsman says, Nathan, do you use equipment for your experiments? If so, wouldn't you need to throw out those results as they're man-mads, man-made? Yeah, uh, observations are not experiments. So they have a problem with my observations and using mechanical devices. That's their fault. They don't, they don't know what observation is. The shape of the earth is not a science question, guys. It's a what is question. Science is cause and effect relationship. So if you're trying to determine if you know something's a ball or not, it's not cause and effect. It's what is question. In that case, you can use a camera and we can prove it's not a globe. Adios, this globe funeral right here. I hope everyone's wearing black. Jeff, you look good. Next thank up, you, brother. Next up, thank you for your question from Witsit Gets It. Says, Claims about the natural world fall under natural science. This requires scientific experimentation. Zealots were utterly destroyed. Sheer domination. Mm. So when it comes to this, it's using a very rigid definition. First off, I ask things like, does the independent variable have to uh, be... Uh, the cause of the dependent variable or can it just be an influencing factor and they all every single one of them say that it can just be an influencing factor and that was except for professor dave who actually went a step further and said um it doesn't need to be this science isn't this complete rigid de definition because otherwise things like chemistry just wouldn't exist because chemistry doesn't have of science and the scientific method Hear me? Oh, I, I'm I, gonna... I heard him. You guys hear me? There should be no other variables in the experiment that may affect the dependent variable. That's from Christine McLean on the nature of science and the scientific method. So when this numpty says, every scientist give him... believes what I say, he's an idiot. This is a... The challenge was directed or targeting Planner Walk and STST, so I want to give them the last word on it. Wits it gets it. Oh, we got that. Uh, let's see. Puncher says, how much lead paint did Nathan? Let's see. Next. Yeah. Hugh Jars said, the dome is not as high as Dr. S let's see. I don't know who that's. It's you don't need to drink lead paint and have balls of steel. You just need to have courage and be a trendsetter. Night Mike Billard. Uh-oh. We, hopefully we, can you You're guys back. see me now? It's still there. Yeah, I can see. Gotcha. Thanks. Uh, my connection's been wobbly tonight. So, Hugh Jars, thanks for your questions. Uh, we got that. Mike Biller said, Jeff, Nathan said the dome exists. That's what the whole pressure discussion was about. Were you paying attention? I called it a firmament or a container or the sky map or sky clock. As far as I remember, I 
didn't say dumb, but who really cares because it's contained? I mean, it's contained. Next, Laura. What he said. Laura or Cox, thanks for your support. Appreciate your super chat and super sticker. First and then fall off it. But if we haven't seen it, why would we fall off something we haven't seen? And you guys think we're on a ball blasting 500,000 million miles an hour a day through space. When do we hit the edge of space, guys? You numpties. Or, oh, wait, it's just infinite, ever expanding. Oh, that's great. Well, flat Earth is infinite and ever expanding, too. You can stop asking that stupid question. Next, B-Ball for Life, thanks for your question, said Jeff should debate blue marble science and Wolfie about plane flight. I stand ready to debate anybody, anywhere, anytime, but I've been making this request for three years, and all I have heard are crickets. Gotcha. And thanks um, for you. Wolfie thanks 6020 your... should be... We, we do have yeah, to give him the last word. Let's see. Rumpley Depew, thanks for your question, said, Please thank the Flat Earth side for a complete non-answer that seems based in ignorance of mathematical implications of my question. <laughs> okay. Next. Did he type that while sucking on his mom's boob? Mm, okay. I'm sorry. Gosh, Nathan, seriously. Okay, next, That's James Lovato. babies? You hear them, right? Next. Right now, it just keeps ebbing and flowing. Sorry about that, guys. James Lovato, thanks for your question, said, Nathan and Jeffrey have very low standards of evidence for what they want to believe, but a ridiculously high standard for what they don't believe. If you guys are trolling, you both are very good at it. Why are we talking about beliefs? Science can be verified, tested, observed. I've done hundreds of observations. Planner walk and seek truth, speak truth. I've done none. <laughs> Sweet. But I have done observations and I showed them at the start. Uh, you didn't show us oh, anything. You played clown music. You didn't tell us anything. I didn't know those were your observations. It didn't say filmed by Planner Walk. And when I asked you for data, you didn't give me any. You just told me a bottom-up fallacy. Next. Some of the uh, my answer, My were, answer to that uh, would be... If no one had ever told you that you're on a spinning ball that's careening through space, circling around the sun, that's circling around a universe, you'd have never thunk it. Next up, uh, B-Ball for life. Let's see. Not necessarily. B-Ball for life. I get the last word he asked me. Jay, we've got another one. This one is B-Ball for life asking Jeff what the MIG flight. What about the MIG flight where you can pay to see the curvature of the earth or your money back? What about it? Show me, show me data, show me that's done it, show me somebody that comes back with pictures of it. Until then, come on, man. Dabbing good. Says, way to kill it, Nathan. Fat B-O-N-G rips on me. Gosh, yeah, we're, try we're trying to be family friendly, folks. Okay. <laughs> Jemsy Game says, why isn't there any parallax observed with Polaris or any stars after traversing trillions of miles hey nathan from gem z it's a great question yeah no, it's -moved. they have moved yeah next okay Witsit gets it nathan i gotta give him the last word said Witsit gets it says please try to place your zealotry aside and answer specifically for one can the 3959 mile radius of the earth be wrong and the model still be correct so the radius of the Earth um, is, yeah, we can basically say that it's um, that it is always the same. Now the reason why you may get obs different observations is just simply due to things like refraction. Next up, Gabriel K sends a spooky but I consider sincere uh, 
statement says, here's $10 for my comment, James. Don't donation shame, please. $5 for you to read a comment? Funny faces won't hide that attitude. It is, well, one challenge. But to be fair, we are modern-day debate, not modern-day super chats. And that's why we are kind of trying to <laughs> cut down on the, um, the amount of super chats by raising the price for them. I mean, if you want people to buy less of something, you write, you raise the price. So we do want to cut down the super chat time, uh, though we really appreciate it. Now, they James, said, I really appreciate this channel. I'm not trying to just blow smoke up your skirts. I appreciate it. This is a great need, and I'm glad that you're doing it. Keep it up. Thanks. I appreciate that. That really does mean a lot. We really do want to serve all sides in the most fair way. So they we need dialectic case. discussion so we can really learn things instead of this didactic, I told you, believe it. Appreciate that. And they uh, said, maybe look around and y around you and see who are whispering in your ears. Love you. <laughs> it's like <laughs> probably the weirdest one I've got, but I appreciate Have it. I love you day. too. Uh, then Wits It Gets It said, did you just call Professor Dave a scientist planner walk? Yes, he has actually done science. I, I, he's a chemist, uh, for first and foremost. Next, John Robertson, thanks for your question, said, Flat Earthers, please explain how at every latitude the sun rises due east and sets due west on the days of the equinoxes. Yeah, because as the sun goes around polar center two days a year, it goes above your head. And then it passes you and goes towards the Tropic of Cancer, and it goes back towards the Tropic of Cancer, that's why we've had sun analemas. Uh, that's why people believe we have alternating seasons in the north and south, but we don't. Fauna and flora is very different in the north and south, and we have drastically different temperature variations in the north and south. So that's why you're not on a tilted spinning ball 93 million miles an hour from the heat, 93 million miles from the heat source. Next up, well, the, Tanner, um, uh, well, this is a chance. This might be a good chance for you, Planner Walk. Tanner withheld. Okay. Thanks for your question or comment. Said Planner Walk. Insert your question here. So I think they're giving you uh, an open slot to ask a question to the uh, flatter thing. Okay, yeah, I've got a particular question for Nathan. And Nathan, don't try and dodge it. Just try and answer to the best of your abilities, right? And that is, why is the sky blue? Because there's water above. Next Have up. you verified that? Have I verified that? No, yeah. that's why I think the sky is blue. Next up, I do have to keep moving. We gave you two there. Baller Dave, thanks for your question. Said, let's see. Forget looking for the curve. Where is Nathan's mustache? Nathan, I just realized. <laughs> wow. That is, you have, what inspired this new beard, Nathan? People are curious. I was on a hot date and I was scruffing up her lips when I was kissing her. So I shaved my face so that I could make out with her. That's wow. what you call service to others right there. That's really yeah. romantic. Oh. Okay, so oh. next up says, uh, let's see, uh, our rampant says, Jeffrey, why do you have a, a C-O-N-F-E-D-E-R-A-T-E flag? Oh, we can't say that out loud. Is it because of R-A-C-I-S-M? I, I, I want to give you a fair shot to answer it. Uh, I just and I like, want to ask him a question. Are you S-T-U-P-I-D? Gotcha. Okay, well, next up, <laughs> um, let's see. We do have another one from John Rapp who says, Nathan, how many miles per hour do the three clock hands move? Oh, Jeff, you're hilarious. Um, I don't know. I've never tested the clock hands moving. But they definitely do move. You can tell they're moving. Earth doesn't. 
I want to know how fast Nathan's hands moved on that date after he shaved off the mustache. Okay. <laughs> Next up, Wits family friendly. It says, Wits it says, Planner, can you explain the Selenelian sel- uh, sel- eclipse? Selenelian eclipse. Thank you. Uh, I haven't looked into that. Like, What are the claims about that? Uh, well, it's I think Nathan will. Sun and moon are both visible, but the moon is eclipsed. Now, the Earth could not be obstructing moonlight if the moon and sun are both visible above the horizon to a single observer. Oh, um, so. Oh, oh, yeah. So now I un- understand. And that's due to, uh, that is due to refraction, I believe. Oh, okay. So if it's due to atmospheric conditions, which change hour to hour and day to day, how do you predict that months in advance, Planner Walk? Um, um, okay, I'll have to. Uh, I will have to look into it. You can yeah. only see that in one place, though. You should look well, into that. Hold on, let's let STST. We haven't heard from him for a, for that's a while. That's a good Go answer, ahead. though. For that's an honest answer. No, I was just going to say that you can only observe that from one place. If you know what I mean, obviously it is predicted on the globe exactly where you'll see it. They are both on each side of the horizon, um, but you you know you travel thirty miles south, you're not going to see it. Well, gotcha. in that case, yeah, then it would be due to refraction. We, yeah, uh, yeah, it is refraction. We do uh, have another yeah, predict question. that months in advance, guys. We do. We have, to get, we have to move to the next one. Team Gast, thanks for your question, said the infallible. They said the, the infallible characteristics of the moon phases are not and could never be a coincidence. Sync yourself with the creator's calendar. It is the only clock man cannot corrupt. Only your perception can be manipulated. Reach. Interesting. Gotcha. And uh, <laughs> there's not much to say about that. Let's see. I, I, is that does that mean you agree or? No, it's, it's more of um, that. There's a whole lot of nothing. It's just a statement with no evidence. <laughs> Next. Moon proves the globe. Rumpley Depew, thanks for your question. Said one more chance for flat Earth. Why must one use spherical geometry to accurately navigate a large triangular trip as plane geometry fails? Were they not listening when we answered this before? Yeah. They navigated the oceans, which are measurably flat, according to the U.S. Coast Guard, which has a geographic range table, lists distances you can see at sea level, and those distances would be impossible on a globe, but they navigate using the stars. The sky is a map and a clock. We already had a question why there's no parallax after thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And they just said, yeah, there is parallax. The No, we have constellations, 88 of them. They've been consistent since the beginning of time. Why does the clock have two faces, Nathan? Why are there two faces on the clock? Northern Hemisphere and Southern Hemisphere, two faces. You're talking about one face. Yeah, there's only one face, the Earth, and it faces the sky. Next. No, but uh, we can see. we can observe. No, you carry on, dude. Oh, okay. We've got next one coming in from Red Cosmos Devil. Says, Jeffrey, why is the sky blue? Why can't we see the Polaris from the Southern Hemisphere? Just Jeff. No brain dead Natalie, please. We already answered that question. Next. This one comes in from, let's see. I think I've got these in the right order. Forgive me, folks, if I haven't. 
This one comes in from Eric W. Says Planner is going to go ghost for a while, then come back as Flat Earth. Aliens are fake, Planner. The truth is amazing. Ditch the globe. See you on the good side. Hey, yeah. So... I, I do have to I do have to admit the truth is amazing and from what I can see the truth is that the earth is a globe and these two people haven't convinced me otherwise. So you haven't convinced yourself. Go do your Next, here. let's see. I do have to give Planner the last word if you want to say. So you're anything telling planner. me there's a chance, Planner. Yeah, we got room for it. Well, him. if you were to if you were to give me a model, then I'd uh, consider it. But so far every model that I've seen is Dude, come on. I used to be a model. I have a six-pack. Next, we, uh, Nathan does. He sent me pictures of his six-pack. Okay, next up, Wits It Gets It. Thank you for yours. Says, third time is the charm. Please go. actually answer this time. If the radius value of 3959 miles is wrong, can the model still be correct, yes or no? Uh, it would... So first off, that does uh, presuppose that the um, that the uh, that the value is incorrect, and I'd say that I think the value that you're talking about is correct. I'd have to uh, I'd just have to check it. But uh, if it if it was incorrect, then there'd be a lot of inconsistencies. So it would definitely put a hole in the globe model if it were to be incorrect. Gotcha. And next up, thanks for your question. This one comes in from B-Ball for Life. It says, were either of you gentlemen flat earthers before Eric Dubay's 200 proofs? Dubai's? Dubay, you had it right. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I was a flat earther before I saw his video. I was not. Gotcha. And James Labrado, thank you for your question, said, Nathan and Jeff, how do you account for the anti-clockwise rotation of low-pressure weather systems in the northern hemisphere, also known as the Coriolis effect. No, that's not the Coriolis effect. That's storms, and storms are caused by the electromagnetic wake of the sun and moon. So, of course, you run your hand through the pool water, you'll get vortexes in different directions. So as the sun and moon traverse the equator above the flat Earth, you get storm patterns in different directions. That's not proof we are spinning a 1,000 miles an hour. Um, Nathan, I just have to ask, do you have any evidence that it's the electromagnetic whatever of the sun and moon? You can demonstrate how that would work by running your hand through soapy water or a pool and observing the vortices behind it, okay? Now he asked how this works because he thinks it's proof that it's a globe, and I just told him how it would work on a flat earth. I've been too busy doing astrophotography, long-distance observations, and making videos and doing activism while you do nothing to verify that myself. So when I do, I'll let you know, Planner Walk. Next up, thanks for your question from John Rapp, who says, Nathan and Planner Walk, what is the moon's rotation? Uh, I'd say that the moon's rotation is uh, one rotation per month. Nathan? Well, the moon rotates around polar center. It makes a complete circuit from Tropic of Cancer to Tropic of Capricorn in 28 days. And moonlight's cold, measurably cold. This has been proven by not just flat earthers, but globe heads like Ken Wheeler, Mr. Magnetism. <laughs> Next up, Wits It Gets I It. I proved says, that myself. I did it myself. Yeah. Wits It Gets It says uh, falsification is independent of replacement. Peace. 
Yep. They're over here saying, oh, all you did was debunk our model. You didn't show us how flat it is. Well, falsification is independent of replacement. Very we've true. Gotta, we've got to give them a chance to respond now. So when it comes to yeah, falsification, like if you falsify something, that does not mean that uh, it is suddenly what you are saying. You've got to then prove that it's what you're saying. So if you've managed to falsify oh. the globe Earth, then you've got to have an alt. Uh, then afterwards, uh, it doesn't mean that the Earth is flat. It could be that it's a cylinder or some other crazy shape. You've then got to propose some. Like, if you want to say that it's flat, mm -hmm. you then need uh, you then need evidence for it actually being flat, not just not being a globe. Next up, thank you for your question. This one comes from from R. Ampent says, for Jeffrey, why do you have the flag? associated with racism and slavery do you support that sort of thing well that would say to me that you are racist and you are a person that condones slavery because that's what it means to you i was born and raised in the confederacy and that flag means the same thing as that flag we've been pushed too far and we're not going to take it anymore we've drawn a line in the sand and be damn careful if you cross it the word That's what I mean. take it. Gotcha. And I think that was it for our questions. So we definitely appreciate all of your questions, folks. Definitely appreciate all of our guests. I have updated the description box. So it has each and every one of their links. So if you'd like to hear more, if you're listening and you're like, hmm, I like that, you can hear more. Those links down there in the description box are waiting for you. So one last thank you to our guests, Jeffrey, Nathan, Planner Walk, and STST. It's been a pleasure to have you guys. Uh, thank you for having me on. Honored to be here. Planner, seek truth, speak truth. Nathan, it's been a pleasure and honor to be with you. You too, James. Thank I'll you. Appreciate you. that. Well, funeral. Yeah. Thank you. And also, yes, we will be back this Wednesday for a debate on whether or not Black Lives Matter does more good than harm. So that should be a juicy one. And we should this Friday. I don't know if you guys know who David Friedman is, but basically the son of Milton Friedman, the legendary libertarian. He is actually going to be on this Friday with Brenton Langle. We have a lot of big ones coming up, folks. Somebody just contacted me today to say Sargon of Akkad. They're working up uh, something to, to connect with him on here. So we're very excited for the future. I cannot say thank you enough, everybody. Your support means so much, and we have big plans for the future. We really do want to keep kind of upping the quality of the debates here. And so we just, we, we give all credit to everybody out there. It's a group effort from people from all walks of life. So thanks for that. We hope you keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable, and we will see you next time, everybody. Take care.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.